Hi, my name's Sydney. And I'm Taylor. And welcome to Book for Time, a show where we just talk about books and vibe. Uh, for Halloween, we chose Hocus Pocus and the all-new sequel, um, a sequel story to the original 1993 classic, Hocus Pocus, uh, focusing on Max and Allison's 17-year-old daughter as she deals with the witches of Salem, the Sanderson sisters. Okay. The first- so, the first thing that I noticed about this book when we, when we got it is that it was a thick book. And even though, like, the text was pretty big, it was still a, a thick book. And that's because the first half of this book, part one, is just a book version of the movie. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of crazy how much of the book is actually just the first movie. I think it, I think when I did the math, it was about two-fifths of this book is the first movie. And it's Pretty much the same, except it specifies that Max was dressed as Peter Pan and Allison was dressed as a ballerina, I believe. It adds like little details. Um, we actually see what Max is thinking uh, during this entire thing. So it's just like extra little details. They add a little background um, to it, like uh, extra little bits from Salem in uh, 1693 that we didn't see in the opening sequence of the movie. Uh, they have a sequence where Emily, uh, Banks, do- uh, not talk, a sister, is going to the town baker, whose name is Elizabeth. So that wasn't in the original movie, so that's something new. Just little little details, but overall, it's just the same movie. If you watch the movie, you basically got everything from the books. And if you want to see these little details... Honestly, you don't need to read the first part of this book. But part two is where it's different because part two is in current day. I believe that it is in 2018. Yeah, 25 years after the original movie. And it opens. Um, it opens hmm? with Max and Allison's daughter, uh, Poppy, Poppy Dennison. Um, she's in history. She's in AP US history. So she's a high schooler. Um, and she's with her best friend, Travis. And I'm going to talk about Travis in a minute, uh, when we talk about Isabella, but she, so we get the interesting detail about how, you know, her dad is the teacher here. And how what happened on Halloween in 1993 is actually, like, a big secret. Like, her family doesn't talk about it. Like, it's a secret within their family. Which is really weird because a lot of people experienced it, but, yeah. I would assume... Oh, Taylor, I, I would assume that after everything they've been through, there's there should be a statue of Winifred Sanderson. At the end of the movie, there's a statue of Winifred Sanderson in the graveyard when they turn her to stone. Yeah. <laughs> so... I would say, and she looks exactly like that woman who came to the adult Halloween party and sang that I Put a Spell on You song to every adult in the room. So I would assume that it wouldn't be a secret anymore if if they wanted to. Not only that, but like anybody who knows that cemetery would know that that statue wasn't there the night before. And it looks exactly like the woman who came to the Halloween party. And, like, sang on stage with two other women, you know? <laughs> like, like, obviously, you wouldn't... You, Sarah and, um... Mary. <laughs> Mary. 
uh, turned to dust, but Winifred Sanderson. There's physical proof that Winifred was Sanderson there. Is there. And she looks exactly, it's not like, like, what are the odds of, okay, so maybe if no one had ever seen Winifred, or no one had ever seen her, um, she didn't come to the party, she, they, she was just tracking down these three. And the cat and Banks. Yeah, then maybe it would be believable, but like, it's like, a bit, oh, which strange how they make this the they, how they make this like a big thing that it's like their family secret, and Poppy doesn't like to talk about it, which is like, which is crazy. I mean, um, I know they're trying to go for the oh my, like they did this. Okay, so they did this. You know the, the okay, so the cursed child. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, that's the Harry Potter sequel book, um, that focuses on Harry and Ginny's kids and, like, the, the original Harry Potter kids, I mean, cast children and their experiences. We're going to probably refer to that book quite a bit, yeah. so just to yes. let you know. Because, um, there's a lot of similarities in the way that sequel books, um, centered around the main cast children are written and how the story plays out so um i'm probably going to refer to it a lot but poppy there's a there's a thing that tends to happen where the children of the main characters from the original story just don't like talking about their their parents experiences they yeah it's kind of a cliche at this point It's really weird, and mm-hmm. um, I would be proud. I mean, I, I don't know if this is just me. I would be proud of my parents'. Yeah, if- what is it? I don't know. If- All right, I know that it was a bit of an, a traumatic experience, but at the end of the night, they actually were having like a whole lot of fun about it. Like, I don't know about you, but if that happened to me, I'd like make up stories and tell my kids stories about how I beat evil witches. You know, that'd be like their childhood stories, and then when they're old enough to understand, I'd tell them, yeah, that was actually something real that happened, but don't worry, like, we defeated it. Yeah, I, I, even if, I mean, maybe it's different in high school, like, the pop, poppy, a, a kid in high school might not want to disclose that information, lest they be ostracized, but... I would honestly just think it like, hey, listen, this is a cool story that my parents made up. I feel like most kids would be like, hey, that's fun. I'm maybe not actually because her parents truly believe it. And but even then, still, like, especially if you grow up in a town that's so centered on a witch trial, if this is Salem, Massachusetts, like, I'm sorry, like, if there's if the witch trials happen. And wouldn't you believe that there were real witches? So, like, I'm sorry. If you are in a place where there's historical witch trials, and there are people who, I think that there has to be, like, some sort of belief. The fact that they have the Sanderson house and the fact that their town's history is so richly involved with the Sanderson sisters, I'm pretty sure that it's not a big stretch. But there would be, like, people who actually believe it. Like, I'm, I'm nearly positive that they'd have a cult following, is what I, I'm saying. I agree. Not, I, to, not, not to basically say that they, it's, like, a one-slur thing, but they would definitely have a cult following somewhere, especially in Salem, you know? 
I would take if my if my daughter didn't believe me that I had fought off witches, I would take her to the Winifred statue. It has to still be in the cemetery. It has to still be there. Unless they had it taken down, but why would they have it taken down? Why would they you have can't it? just like you can't have it taken down unless you tell people. Yeah, and no one why would we even take it down? Because it's like there's no reason to take it down if people are just gonna think it's another grave thing. Have you seen some of the statues in cemeteries? Unless they believe you. There's no reason why this should be such a... Exactly. Which is, like, I think the most frustrating thing of this book is that it's, like, made to be a big secret. The other thing that... this, This gets into part two, but the other thing that irritates me is how generically... For 28... Something is written in 2018. This is so generically high schoolish. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna, um... Just to let you know the titles of the first two chapters, it's Witch Please and Brick Coven, which that's not even like one of the, that's not even the best chapter title in this book. There is a chapter title that is a hashtag. Like, this is very, this is very like appealing, trying to appeal to teenagers by making fun of them in a way. For, like, how they work, how they talk, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's super funny, at least to me. I I also find it interesting that... Okay, so in this... Um, we're starting out with the first chapter right now. That We got all the background out of the way. Um, Poppy's... Fo- okay, so Max Dennison, the main character from Focus, the first, the first movie... Um, he ends up being a history teacher at the high school that he went to in the in in the first movie. And I find that yeah. kind of weird because I don't remember that ever being part of his person. I feel like it doesn't really connect. It it's just a yeah. it's just a weird way to um set up the discourse between Poppy, her family and her friends by making him involved at the school so that somebody he she has it's just a weird way of introducing the conflict and i yeah i feel like you could have done that without giving him such an out of character job i from what i remember i, I, I mean he he loved it in hollywood if anything i would have expected him and allison to move back to california if I okay, he even, we might have like an episode where we talk about what we would have wanted from the sequel, and I think that'll be the last episode after the book. Mm-hmm. But I I didn't expect Max to be a history teacher, and I also didn't expect him to be a history teacher that doesn't talk about the history of the town. Like he kind of in a low key way refuses to talk about the history of the town with the Salem witch trials in a little bit of a way because of Poppy, which is because Poppy was embarrassed by the family hit by the family story and she doesn't want anybody to talk about it. Which makes him kind of it, it's it's suspect because you you're teaching the history in Salem in Salem it's. You're going, you're going to have to on Halloween, especially you're not going to talk about witches. I don't care if you've had personal experience with it. You, you personally made the decision to be a history teacher in Salem. Obviously the kids are going to be asking you to give a special history lesson on witches and not the articles of confederation on Halloween. So I think it, it did portray it. Like Poppy was mad. Poppy gets 
Okay, so this is this is going into the plot of the first chapter, which please. Yeah. Um, Poppy gets angry at her classmates for bringing up witches on Halloween in history when she wants to talk about the Articles of Confederation. As as a teenager who just graduated high school, I can say that no kid she is she is beyond if she believes that any class any teenager would ever want to talk about the Articles of Confederation over witches on Halloween in Salem. They are kids in Salem. We want to talk about witches and we live in Delaware. Well, we go to school in Maryland. I don't know. She, okay. So her friend, this, the first chapter introduces her friend. Let's talk characters. Let's talk a little bit about the characters. So, uh, do you want to talk about Travis? You can talk about Travis. I think you... Okay, so the one thing that I don't like about uh, books and movies is when they have forced diversity. Because I feel like forced diversity will end up having a negative effect on something as a whole. Because, you know, it's just not natural. It's like a not a natural thing. However, in this book, there is a lot of diversity that I actually really appreciate and really enjoy. So... Poppy's best friend is a is an African American kid named Travis. He's a huge nerd. Um, Good at math. He's um, he's an artist that I thought was really nice. He's an artist. Like he talk uh, he talks about a lot about um, things like how he's been drawing stuff for commissions, I believe, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. And they don't really like and. Yeah, they don't really um, hold back on any of the details about, like, what he's, like, he wears on his first day. So, yeah, he's a really good friend because Poppy doesn't really like Halloween because all she can think about is her family's history. And so, in solidarity, when everybody else is wearing Halloween costumes at school, he just wears a, you know, nerd t-shirt, even though he's going to wear... something tomorrow you actually find out on the second page you find out that he's black because they don't make a big deal out of it they actually mention it in passing which is really really good you don't want to make a big deal out of it so they say um i'm very glad he's not wearing uh he's not in costume though he's been wanting for weeks to dress up in his fanciest suit and come in claiming to be the second black president like, it's, it's that little detail that just makes this so much better and it makes me really just like this book, despite, you know, the cringiness of how certain things are going with, like, teenager stuff. Because, you know, teenagers written by adults is going to be weird. It's, However, it's yeah, I think it's really cool how they were starting, how they introduced Travis. Uh, yeah, I thought that was different. I honestly think, I, I like Travis. Um, I think I do have one. Okay, we're actually going to see this later on, but he is sort of the ride or die friend who has no issues, no qualms with his friends. He doesn't. He doesn't get into fights. He doesn't disagree with Poppy at all. He goes along with everything she says, which is not. It is not accurate, and I think it's not healthy to portray friendships like that. Um, I I, I do like him though. He, he's funny. 
Uh, he gives oh, yeah, great comebacks. He's got a pun on his shirt, and I love puns that. Puns are immaculate. So, yeah, <laughs> Travis is cool. Yeah, I really like Travis. And then, um, do you want to talk about our next character that I feel like is important to talk about? Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, Isabella Richards. Honestly, I love her so far. So she's introduced as, um, she's introduced as just coming into class and she is dressed up as Athena, the goddess of wisdom. And Poppy is like immediately like, oh yeah, Isabella. She like, she makes a big deal out of introducing Bella, which makes you realize, yeah, she's going to be a part of this book. Because why else would she make such a big deal out of Isabella in particular? Yeah, she's going to be a big deal. And you learn a lot about her. Um, You learn about how she is, um, about how she's in drama, because she talks about drama extra credit. You learn about how she's really smart. She volunteers a lot. She's that kind Um, of perfect child. She's kind of like a perfect child stereotype. Where she's involved oh, yeah, in all these extra credit, extracurriculars. She reminds me a tiny bit of Hermione. Her dad's the mayor of Salem, so. And I'm trying to find the exact sentence. However, there is a point in the story where they tell you about how her dad is um, is black, yep. which would then be implying that she's mixed race. I'm trying to She's find that mixed point race or forever. black. Yeah. But either way, very cool. Yeah. So, and the fun thing about, um, okay. So the fun thing about her is that, yeah, she's, she's introduced as like this awesome, fun, really sweet character that she's I'm, popular. I really look forward to reading more about. She's kind of a popular girl, but in the, she is kind of, that um, part of that like golden trio um, stereotype or that one friend, super popular, super smart, um, very well rounded. She she's on Instagram all the time. She's on Twitter. Um, she's just doing. She's just on top of the world. She's that on top of the world character that's just all around perfect and that um, is. Um, you don't know the flaw. Like they don't have any flaws at least. And that I'm sure that we're going to find out about. We're going to find out about our flaws. Cause, um, and the fun thing about, um, um, the fun thing about Isabella is that she brings up a character that I think is mentioned in the book, like the first book about the first movie. She brings up a character named Elizabeth Sanderson. The thing I don't like about sequels is that occasionally they will just add in characters that you didn't know existed which I think is the entire reason why the first half of this book is the first movie, because then it like adds in those little details that will then make sense later. But, you know, they bring in Elizabeth Sanderson, who is apparently um, a sister of the main three witches in the first movie. So she gets, so Elizabeth Sanderson is a character that gets introduced. Which is interesting. I I find that interesting. Sorry to interrupt you. Um, No, go ahead. Just because... I feel like that's kind of why haven't we heard about this other sister? Certainly the other three would have said, mentioned her in the first movie. So I find that kind of, yeah, I find that kind of weird when they just bring up characters. It's like that kind of um, cop out when you want to introduce new characters uh, who are related or involved with the 
mega popular characters from yeah. the original story. As a, as a person who reads and writes lots of fan fiction, let me tell you that this reminds me kind of of when people are trying to bring in their OC or their reader insert. This kind of is what it feels like. Yeah, it's... It's very but not the dream insulting, but it just kind of feels like it's just something. It's like they, an insert. It's, it's a, it feels like it's an OC or or a reader insert in a way. And it's it's very it's not like attractive. It's it's kind of um, here we go because uh, of course they're going to be important, but it just kind of ruins the. Um, overall like continuity of the original story to have that yeah. I, we don't know what's i don't know what's going to happen um in the rest of the story but from now it just looks like it's kind of a reader insert or, or like is something that's just there so that you have something especially because they describe her as a good witch is it is as no one knows whether or not she was truly evil or not. Like um, Max actually mentions that when they ask about her in class, and what? I find that kind of a, I, I I just don't like I I me personally, I don't like when they try to make a good version or a bad version of popular like characters. Um, exactly, like. If you're gonna have an evil an evil set of characters, you can't just make one of them suddenly good. Especially there when that character was never mentioned. Like, so it makes no it, sense for them to there exist. There are ways that you can do that. Look like in the book good and the book and TV show Good Omens, um, about demons and angels, you have Crowley who is more of like a good spirited demon. But that is something that is established and then shown throughout the canon. I, it's not It's not a spoiler. It's shown throughout the canon. It is something that you can see happen. This is like if you were in, like, the, like, like, it, this is just adding in a character that we have no background about. And it makes no sense for her to be That we know about, really. Makes no sense for her to be All we learn is that she decided to save her daughter and her husband by letting the mob kill her. And that she was a sister of... Winifred, Mary, and Sarah. That's all we really learn about her, and that she might be good. It, it's just annoying, in my opinion, mm-hmm. to have something like that, especially if I'm not expecting that out of a book. Like, I was not expecting there to be another witch, you know? And it does seem like just a random thing that they that this author put in there in order to make the sequel more interesting, instead of just having the original witches come back. I'm sure they're just going to make a bigger deal about this witch to make it more, make it fresher, make it more interesting. But I, I don't think that you need that. I think that the original witches are interesting enough on their own. I know. Like, I find them really, really fun. I think that Sarah has, Sarah, Mary, and Winifred have each their own personality. They each have their own look. They each have their own thing about them. And I don't think that you need to add in this extra little plot line. A different one, a different Sanderson sister to then make a new plotline. You have such diverse characters already that you don't really need to add in a new character from the original. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, I felt like the story could have worked if you had just gotten rid of that. A new almost Mary Sue kind of character who has done nothing wrong. 
who is also yeah, a witch. I, I worry that she's going to turn out to be a Mary Sue. Elizabeth, I mean. Poppy, I feel like, is something that naturally progresses. But like kind of a martyr. I'm not looking forward to. Um, yeah, it, it, it would have been just fine with the original witches. I, I don't know how it's going to play out, but they're quippy enough, and they interact. They have such good like chemistry together that you don't need anything else. Exactly. Okay. What's our next topic? There is one more character actually that is important enough to talk about, I believe, because she comes up in chapter two. Yep. And that is Katie Taylor. Who is the daughter of Jay Taylor, that one well, kid, that one blonde kid. Look up from the first movie. You had to, I couldn't I don't don't think that they ever said this guy's name. I don't think they did. Oh, they called them, what was that one guy? Ice, and I'm Ice, and who was the other guy? Because it was the... I can't remember, but... It was the, um, it was the bigger guy. The bigger guy was named Ice, and the... I think yeah, it's, yeah. it's so definitely it's the smaller guys, guy. Um, this is the blonde guy whose best friend was named Ice. These are the guys who were in the in the um, cages in the Sanderson house, and Sarah spun them around. And they they um, stole his they stole his uh, Max's shoes in the in the uh, yeah, graveyard on his way home. This, it's this. So I actually had to look this guy up so I could remember who he was because I don't think that they ever say this guy's name. I don't think they ever do. I think he has a nickname. I can't remember what it was, but it wasn't Jay. Yeah, it was not Jay. His name was not Jay. So Katie Taylor is his daughter, who is a bully character. Which I also kind of hate. A bully to Poppy, too. I hate it. Because I hate when they make... Um, I'm sorry we keep coming back to the Cursed Child, but it's just such it's a good a, comparison. It's a comparison that both of us know that... It's a great it's, comparison. It's good. It's a good universal comparison, for us at least. And so... Imagine if okay, so Draco Malfoy, his his son Scorpius Malfoy, it would have been. Imagine if Scorpius Malfoy was a bully. He's not. It was actually kind of refreshing to see he's not. He's actually a really nice kid, and um, imagine that like such a nice kid came out of someone who was such a such a dick in yeah. the original series. But to like what a what a kind of uh, it's like cookie cutter kid to parent uh, parent to kid um kind of thing it's a message that tells people you will always be like your parents no matter what you do i I mean i i guess kind of way and i don't like that message kind of like um it's kind of a stereotyping kind of thing it doesn't help break down the barriers of like you're not like your parents that kind of stereotype like oh well your parent was like this so obviously you're going to be like this because katie taylor it was like that yeah, so, and I, that's kind of what I don't like about Katie is the fact that she is the bully that just like her dad and um, and her dad is the principal too. So her dad is like a prominent figure in the town. You know what would have been really cool? Imagine if they would have made, I don't know. Um, uh, Actually, maybe Max and Allison don't get married. Imagine if that happened. Because that's another thing that I kind of find very weird, the fact that high school romances last like that. Uh, that's a... I, I feel well, like it's... Because they had a shared event that was so unique. Maybe. I still find that a little... Even, like, just that one night. Like, you almost got killed by witches. But best friend, Like, a lot of times, best friends don't 
get buried because of that, or sometimes they grow apart. Like, remember in It Chapter 2, um, yeah. they all went their separate ways, which felt very natural. No one's going to yeah. want to bond. After going through a traumatic experience, I'm always going to think of that person and think of that traumatic experience when I see that. Because if, okay, so Taylor, if I was almost, if we were in a saw trap together, I yeah. would forever think about that Saul experience when I think of you. If we both got out alive, I would always think of that with you. And I don't think I would, I don't think I would, it would be, if we were romantically involved, I don't think I would want to marry you and then like have that at waking up every day. Oh, remember when we were in the Saul experience together? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I, I see exactly what you mean. So I just find that weird. And I feel like it chapter two, another pop culture thing that we're comparing. I thought that the, the idea that friends who went through traumatic experience would still be friendly towards each other. But I feel like they wouldn't want to stay in that same town. It's honestly surprising that um, they decided to stay in Salem Max, yeah. Max and Allison decided to stay in Salem with their teenage, with their daughter when they were born, when she was born. Um, mm-hmm. After what they know in this curse, yes, you could make, I think they wanted to protect all the children, but I think like it, it like in chapter two, they, the, the group of friends, the losers club, it's not like everyone stayed behind to, um, watch out for signs of it returning they all went their separate ways and i feel like that's very realistic you wouldn't want to stay at the source of the trauma so that that's just my thought on it yeah i completely agree i don't understand how not only it it feels like it's a coincidental cop-out kind of that you know they not only stayed in salem but you know they also had a kid here like i would have completely like picked up everything and left I would have picked up, yeah, especially because you know that there's still a curse. There's still a, there's still a, uh, a. They know that there is a chance that they could come back because they try to have the the Sanderson's house um, boarded up and demolished, and yeah. um, they end up overseeing it. Like Allison has the keys, so she, they obviously, and they don't want anyone. They oh, we're gonna find out. It's something that happens later, but for now, it just seems like an odd decision knowing that you're, um, you have a kid who could potentially be put in danger. And yeah, the fact that you're not telling me. I mean, like, if I was in that situation, I would have gone to California because Max loved California. Or I would have gone down the coast or anything, you know? And, I wouldn't have stayed in Salem. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean, yes, it, it kind of good of heart to stay behind and make sure you protect it. But kids are going to be kids. It's not like you're guarding the Sanderson's house. Because honestly, every Halloween before, it's not like they guarded the Sanderson's house every Halloween. They were with their own daughter. So I just find that weird. Yeah, I mean, because they say in the um, in the first chapter, they say... Um, my family's first ever Halloween party is going to be a real treat. So this is like the first time that they've ever had any type of Halloween party. So you would assume that they've been home every year. 
or it, it's never specified. Like Poppy never says, "Oh, every other every other Halloween." They've been guarding the Sanderson house. No, they've just been, they don't celebrate Halloween at all. They've just been normal people just chilling out at home. Um, yeah. So I don't buy the argument there. And, you know, with the, so with like all the characters said and done, we can talk about like the main thing of the first chapter. The first chapter is where Poppy is in history class with her dad as the teacher. And, um, Travis, Travis, Isabella, um, Katie, everyone's there. They're, Poppy's worried that Max's, uh, or one of her classmates is going to bring up the Sanderson sisters. Which ends up happening where Isabella brings up the Elizabeth Sanderson and asks um, about it. And Poppy is like, I really don't want to talk about this. And she tries to shut it down. And, um... Max talks about how Elizabeth Sanderson wasn't really a bad witch. Could Max then, not lie? Question. Could Max not just lie and spew about... Max could just lie. Could I mean, lie. this isn't a part of any type of test that they would ever need to know. Or interrogation. Just, yeah. And no one's interrogating him about whether or not he actually believes in witches. He could literally... Especially if you had some teenagers potentially go to the Sanderson house and light the black flame cannibal. I feel either way, people believe in witches, people don't believe in witches. It's not going to have any effect on whether or not there's some teenagers going to the Sanderson house. Because it's Halloween. It's, it's Halloween. Halloween. It's Halloween. Just You're like not going to jokingly effect. say, oh yeah, I totally believe in witches. And no, no one's going to think you're, you're mad. Just say, oh, just get the random spiel that your teacher gave you about the Sanderson sisters when you were in high school in the first movie. And yeah. just be done with it, because they're what not going to... What ends up saying is when he believes if... Um, it's does he more... believe that Elizabeth was a witch like her sisters? What he ends up saying is, it doesn't really matter what I think. People were hunted down and killed for stupid superstition. That much we do know. That's a terrible thing and a terrible waste of life. But were all of them actually evil witches? Sometimes the world isn't as simple as we'd like it to believe. And then he changes the topic like Poppy wanted. But that does bring up, like, a really good point of how he never really likes to talk about it because, you know, he wants to, like, kind Which of is more suspicious. Thing. It's more suspicious when you avoid the topic because people who yeah. actually believe in, like, superstitious things, they don't want to talk about it. You know why? Because they actually believe it. But the pe- So it's even more suspicious that you don't want to talk about it. Honestly, he should just... Either make up something or just, you know... Just be like, um, It's more suspicious when you don't talk about the Salem, like, witch trials on Halloween as a history teacher. I mean, you could do a thing. I mean, you could, like, do, like, a fun little thing about the Salem witch trials if you really wanted to. You could just talk about the historical inaccuracy of how they were represented and all that kind of stuff. You could talk about that, but, you know, it's it, Halloween. it doesn't help that... Isabella brings up Elizabeth Sanderson and it's funny because <laughs> Poppy has the exact same thought that I did. <laughs> she says, who's Elizabeth Sanderson? That was like same Poppy. Same. Yeah, who's Elizabeth Sanderson? So we have, you're telling me but that the teacher Max from the first, who Elizabeth you're, Sanderson is. you're telling me that the teacher from the first movie 
didn't cover Elizabeth Sanderson, but all of a sudden it's being brought up now. Another thing that I hate about that kind of insert thing. Because of surely in the 90s, Elizabeth Sanderson was a part of the Salem witch trials, and her name was Sanderson. If you're going to talk about the Sanderson sister. Like, who, she was, um, or I don't know if she was burned, but they do say that she, she was, was killed. She was killed as part of the Salem witch trials. You're telling me her last name is Sanderson. When that teacher was talking about the Sanderson sisters, Elizabeth Sanderson would be brought up, but she's not. Yeah. And. I just think it's a little harsh for Poppy to get mad at people for asking about the Sanderson sisters in a on Halloween in a town where this happened. It's it's just kind of unrealistic expectation for her and kind of unfair just because you don't want to you're getting mad at everyone because you don't want to spare the, like you want to spare yourself the embarrassment of having your dad may or may not, like, disclose the fact that he actually believes in it. But it's yeah. it, no one else knows what you know. It, you can't get mad at them for something that they weren't aware of. Mm-hmm. And something they're interested in. As far as they're concerned, they just think it's a cool story that um, happens to have something to do with the the town that they live in. Yeah, I mean, if you lived in... Where is it? Um, if you lived in Gettysburg, wouldn't you want to learn about that? Like maybe on like yeah, on the date of the the, the uh, Battle of Gettysburg, yeah, it would be weird you for you to not that? It's something similar. Like if you lived in Salem, Massachusetts, wouldn't you want to learn about the Salem witch trials? Exactly. Especially since people who live in Salem are probably related to the people who were a part of the Salem witch trials. People probably, people in Salem have shops everywhere that are related to witches. It's not like, they, they literally thrive off of the legends. Yeah. In the history. I think that it's, it's weirdly, it's weirdly brought up about how witches are, you know, She's, interacting with the story. She's she's treating it as a weirdly taboo subject when it's honestly in this town, it would be far from taboo. It would be something that everyone's like, yeah, I believe in witches, even if it's a little bit like they don't actually mean it, but it's just a part of the culture. It's just part of the, the town culture. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's kind of weird, this entire thing. And then, so Max is, so apparently he has, like, a no Sanderson sister talk in his class. There's, like, an unspoken rule about it. Which that, makes it yeah, even more suspicious. That he would bring it up on this exact day when the book starts. Yep. I don't know. It's just it's just weird how they bring up these coincidences. I also like how many, um, it's Halloween, how many costumes that they can include because it's a Disney book. Captain America, oh, yeah. I noticed a few of that. Kind of a little hint hint. We, um, Disney owns all these properties, therefore we can mention all these different yeah, Halloween costumes. Yeah, there was Cruella uh, One girl was Cruella DeVille, I believe. Um, Travis is, is um, sketching Iron Man and this is chapter two now. Brit yeah, Coven. we're gonna segue into chapter we're gonna use that to segue into chapter two. Um, so yeah, this is uh, there's a whole bunch of costumes, which is a really nice detail. Um, so chapter two mainly revolves around. So yeah, chapter two starts with um, talk of Cap- somebody dressed up as Captain America, 
and Usain Bolt. There's a bunch of different costumes, which is a really nice detail to read because it it feels like Halloween. Like, unlike other things where they have just saying it's Halloween time or it's Christmas time or anything like that, you actually feel like it's Halloween because they bring up all these different costumes and these different characters. So it starts off with Travis and Poppy talking. You have the Halloween party coming up, so everyone's talking about that. Everyone's getting their Halloween costumes ready for that. Yeah, and so Isabella realizes that she had upset Poppy by bringing up Elizabeth Sanderson. So she comes up to them and she's like, hey, do you want to go get pizza? And Travis, like, gives Poppy a look. And that's when we learn that Poppy has a crush on Isabella, which I think is really, really nice because it's not – they don't make it, like, this big deal. They're just like, oh, yeah, I have a crush on her. And I think that that's – Awesome! It's very As someone who's a part of the community, I just, whoo, I had happy, happy feelings. And as someone who's a part of the LGBT community, it was really nice to see that there was some representation that didn't really feel forced. So Travis is trying to be like a wingman, and he's like, you know, we should go out and get pizza with her. So they walk to a place in town, and, you know, they're just talking about what they're planning on doing for um, college and stuff like that. And you learn that Poppy is a photographer and that she likes to take photos of things, but she's been having trouble like keeping up a range, but she like talks about how she wants to be art school and all that kind of stuff. She wants to and, be a photographer. And um, so I, I, I'm sure that's going to come in later. There's going to be something with her camera. But hopefully, yeah, it would be. I mean, it's nice to have just random hobbies. Oh, yeah, but, it's nice yeah. to have a little bit of character detail because then you don't have to speculate. But that's such a distinct but detail. With that the amount of time that they talk about it, it's just kind of weird if they don't. It would feel kind you know. of random. Um, yeah. I feel like there's other ways to build up character development than adding such a specific hobby. So I think that's going to pop up in. Yeah, they spend, like, a few good pages. Just, it's Poppy and Isabella having a conversation. And I get that that's kind of to give them natural chemistry. It's kind of like that, but still, it's the same thing. So then, um, Isabella then brings up, once they get to the pizza place, they sit down and... Can I uh, I mention something real quick? Sure. Something that I don't appreciate is how perfect Isabella is. I just, I just like it even if it's like any other couple. It's, it's, um, just, I just don't like it. I, I don't like it when it, uh, one, the, the crush is portrayed as perfect. Perfect person. Perfect. She's intimidating. She's, so she's perfect. She's intimidating. And I feel like it would have been more natural if they were just friends. Um, and she wasn't the super, super popular, um, like, intimidating girl who just so happened. Also, she, they mentioned that she picked, Poppy's trying to figure out why Isabella picked them out of all people, how popular she is to be friends with, which I also agree with. I, I feel like they're kind of her pets right now. You know how you have, like, a little, oh, here's my unpopular friend who's just kind of my pet right now. Um, and it follows me around, and... So it's nice. I'm 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 expanding. I'm 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 down with the unpopular kids, and so 
I feel like with it, it's just I I don't have anything against Isabella. I just find that kind of thing in anything mm, just kind of irritating. Yeah. I feel like that there's got to be a catch. You know, I, I feel like it's good when you have a character that has flaws. And I feel like we just haven't seen Isabella's flaws yet because Isabella is, um, Isabella is, it's you perfect know, right now. She's, she's, we're seeing her through the, like, we're seeing her through the sunshine and rainbows that is Poppy's perspective of her. So we're not really seeing any of her flaws at the moment, but I hope that we do because I really want to see what the catch is about her. You know what I mean? But it's, there's there's got to be. It doesn't seem like it's only the sunshine and rainbows of Poppy. It Everyone, she describes, well, everyone's so friendly to her. She There's a scene where she's walking down the hallway when she goes to ask them out for pizza where she walks through a group of boys. She smiles at them. They smile at her. It's not, there's no animosity. And you walk through a group of people, they, someone's going to say something. Um, Especially if you're rushing through. Especially in high school. She smiles at a few girls, and they smile back. It waves at them. She's super popular. It's not just rainbows and sunshine through poppy. She is literally perfect to most everyone. Yeah, so we just, I just, I just want to find out what her flaw is. Like, she's got to have something. And every care, every good character needs to have a flaw, and, and I she want will. to see what. And I'm sure she will, about. considering that in this chapter, um, Poppy asks her, "What's your flaw?" Because so far she's so perfect, and she kind of hesitates. She looks really melancholy for a minute. So obviously she knows what's wrong with her, but she quickly recovers. So there's something wrong with her. Yeah, I think. Um, Off topic, you know, it'd be interesting. Yeah. If so, she was like the daughter of Elizabeth Sanderson. If she was the descendant of Elizabeth Sanderson. Because remember her her um her husband and her and her and her daughter survived. Yeah. We don't that'd be really cool. That'd be really really, cool. But like <laughs> that just brings up the fact that now you have something going on with the Sanderson sisters, so now you have to bring up Elizabeth again and now you have to remember that Elizabeth was brought as like an OC, which is kind of frustrating. But, I don't know. What, I, I feel like we have to s- just wait and see what's going on. But, I think the big thing about this chapter is the fact that Poppy goes into detail about what, what happened with her family. So, she talks about... Um, she, talks she talks about, about Max's, her- Max's, um, Max and Allison's belief in the Sanderson sisters. And their, oh, yeah, their full movie. Her grandmother worked at the house. She recaps the entire movie. Um, yeah. And Travis makes a cute little quips. And sisters themselves. Um, I feel I, I laughed out loud when Travis said that Sarah Sanderson was, was really thirsty. When uh, Allison was a BAMP as well. It, yeah. that, but that also kind of rubbed me the wrong way, just considering it's kind of like that little cringy little like recap thing where they um they they like use modern terms to describe old stories. Yeah, and then Poppy gets really serious about it, and she like lowers her voice and she looks around, and then they talk about like the serious stuff about how you know her uh, Danny was kidnapped and um. Her dad almost died, and, um... So, 
Isabella, is, she seems pretty calm about this whole thing, which is what any group good friend would do, but... Um, is she never really says anything like, like whether or not she believes her or not, which they're, they're so far as they know, they're alone. So just give some sort of indication like, oh, um, I don't believe that. Or Poppy say, do you believe this or do you not? I know she's like, oh, trying to play it off as, oh, I don't believe it. But if you're going to tell a story, then tell the story and follow through with it. If it's such a big deal to tell her the story then give your thoughts like this is actually what they believe and i don't know if i really believe it though but really she just kind of plays it off as my parents are crazy i mean they're my family and i feel like i have to believe them but really and isabella says i know how i know how that feels i feel like you try to see everything i feel like i like to try i like that you try to see everything from all sides she she kind of avoids the like the insinuation of whether or not isabella believes in it but Poppy is kind of like submit. Um, sub- you brought her there to talk about it. Ask her what you think about it. Yeah. Um, especially if you really like this girl, you're going to have to introduce her to your parents anyway. If you guys become a couple, you're going to have to introduce her. And you should know, like, that your parents are like. I know this is supposed to be a teenage, like, but. Nowadays, 2018, maybe 90s teenagers, early 2000s teenagers, different. But nowadays, teenagers are very blunt with 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 things. They would not be yeah. this awkward. I, I just find it kind of uh, boring to have this much conflict when, honestly, people are very blunt right now. And I can't speak for everyone, but this is just my own personal opinion and my own personal experience yeah, as, as a teenager. Personal opinion. Okay, what do you think? Um... I think it's a bit, you know, strange how Isabella wouldn't give her own two cents about it. You know, I thought I thought it was weird how she just doesn't say anything, and then they change the subject. Unnecessary conflict. Yes, unnecessary conflict. <laughs> oh yeah, unnecessary conflict. Um, I feel like yeah, it's going to be a bit annoying, especially when you're just like, you could have changed this. It's like that meme where. This is the Harry Potter books, uh, and it's, like, super, super long. This is the Harry Potter books. If Harry actually, you know, talked to somebody and was responsible, and they're, like, super smart, it's kind yeah. of like that. Yeah, and it doesn't, make it, a, it doesn't make it a bad, it doesn't make it a bad story right now, so far, uh, at all. Uh, it's just kind of, like, a little irritating, like, annoying little, like, plot thing that a lot of books te- center around high schoolers do. Yeah. So I feel like it's kind of, like, weird how they make all this stuff happen, and then they change the subject, and they bring up the Halloween party again, and... We already know exactly um, what the Halloween party is for. I th- I feel like everyone can guess from Chapter 1 when they brought up the Halloween party. Yeah. Considering that they and, haven't had um, a Halloween party. They're talking about the Halloween party, and Poppy is kind of like, you know, are you going to be there? Because, you know, are you going to be there? Because it's like the anniversary, and Isabella's like, I wouldn't miss it. Isabella gives me a smile that makes my stomach flip a little, you know? That's cute. That's cute. And, um, so yeah, they are Travis is still playing wingman. Hmm? Travis is still playing wingman. I was just throwing it out there. Um, yeah, and then so when they get ready to leave, they then discover that Katie Taylor has been listening in on their whole conversation. She's such a stereotypical bully. It's actually 
I I do not like this. The um, thing that I don't like about this also is the fact that Poppy made a big deal about looking around the room to make sure that nobody was nearby, but she couldn't yeah. see the people in the booth directly behind them. Exactly. You made a you looked around. I would literally just make uh, even if it was a little awkward. It's going to be awkward looking around anyway. And you, you would like kind of check behind the booth or so to see if anyone was there. I think that Travis being a wingman would have figured out if they came in after them and maybe that's why she didn't see them. Travis would have seen them walking up. Yeah, and Travis was sitting on the opposite side from them, probably facing the door. It's just but, so you know, it was just kind of really strange how she was just... It's its unnecessary conflict. It's another thing about unnecessary conflict. And it, it, Katie is such a villain. Not in a good way. Um, she does the stupid little flip with her... She's She's got blonde hair, of course. Streaks of blue and turquoise because she's yeah, a mermaid. Yeah, they talk about how she's blonde with... She's a mermaid. And, and all that kind of stuff. Um, she's... Oh, my God. They're... She's on the soccer team. They, sure, and her little girlfriends have. They also have stereotypical. Her best friend's name is Jenny. Best friend's name is Jenny. Um, she she talks like a stereotypical villain. There, no, no teenage girl is this mean. We are very subtle. They even bring up. I wager pumpkin spice lattes. Like, pumpkin spice lattes. That was kind of stupid. Um. Leave pumpkin spice lattes alone. So yeah, Poppy. Uh, now you like, sound like a. <laughs> you sound like a white Katie girl. Even called Katie Ka- Katie Tattletale Taylor. So Poppy is like panicking because now she thinks that Katie's gonna tell everybody, and she's tell- gonna be seen. She's is, mostly is Halloween. She's mostly worried about her telling her dad, even though we already know he already knows what's up considering that he experienced the same thing. So I would think anyone who would vouch... You guy in the cage, so you have, knows what's going on. Okay, yeah. you have five people. Maybe not Danny. Danny's a little too young. She would be considered crazy. But you have four people of the same age um, who are all saying the same thing. They're all corroborating the same thing. I would think somebody would listen to them. Yeah. Especially if you showed them the statue. And so I think... So wonder why, like, this is a big, like, secret thingy. And know? why didn't Max tell Poppy that Jay Taylor um, has experienced the same thing? Of course, yeah, certainly. he did. That, when you introduce... When you get introduced to no, Jay Taylor... No, wait. But, she, no, she doesn't know that he knows because she has a thing where she's... That this is like your own. Oh, yeah. He just... She just says it was a bully. He, she's yeah, she's concerned in this chapter that um, her dad's going to get fired because she, her her uh, Katie's going to tell Jay that Max believes in witches, which he's going to think him crazy. But Poppy should already know that from the story that Jay already knows what's happened. I would think that Jay would have told Katie about it too, considering he almost yeah. died that night. I don't know, it's just kind of weird how this is all... Another continuity error that's only set up... Only set up for conflict. And which doesn't doesn't make any sense, which makes it even more annoying. It's, uh, that's the end of the plot for Chapter 2, at least. Um, Yeah, they go back to the high school, and Poppy is, like, panicking, and, you know, Travis ends with a pun. 
Of I course, classic Travis. Travis is honestly the best character in this right now. Travis is our comedic relief, but like he's a good comedic relief. He's not annoying. He's not, he's not an comedic relief. He's, he's not taking away from the that. plot. He's a tr- contributing. Well needed. Because Isabella and Pop, you're honestly very serious. Yeah. Um. So that's the end, so of, chapter the end of chapter two. two. Overall thoughts on the first two chapters, Taylor? I mean, it's really good in introducing not only who the characters are, but their relation to everything. It introduces not only certain demographics, but also certain conflicts. So now we have not only who are, like, probably our main characters are, which are Katie, Poppy, Travis, and Isabella, but we also know their relation to the main story of the first of the first movie. And we now know what the conflict is going to be in the coming chapters, which is Poppy's anxiety over, or Katie possibly telling Poppy's story to everybody especially her dad but it also is weird because it brings up a lot of questions on continuity and that kind of annoys me because i like to make sure that my continuity is sound whenever i write it's something crack, like it's, this it's it's crack proof it's it's sealed and and um watertight yeah. basically at least or at least i try to i'm not a professional writer but still this it it feels it's like lazy it feels like it was a fan fiction. It's lazy. It really does feel like a fan fiction. Well, it is. It is a fan fiction. It, I mean, this pretty much is a fan fiction. Um, it was a published. It's a published fan fiction that Disney gave this author the right to publish. I actually agree with everything you're saying, except for the characterization of Katie. Uh, I I agree that. The characters in this are uh, very well-rounded. The first two chapters did a great job of introducing them, giving them what their deal is, uh, who likes who, who, who's friends with who, who's, who's the stereotype here, who's in, in the golden trio kind of thing. Um, yeah. Except for Katie. Katie is too much of a stereotypical villain. And I feel yeah. like we're at a point in writing where this we shouldn't have blonde girls Flipping back their hair, their cleats clocking, um, getting pumpkin and spice lattes, pumpkin spice and that's latte. yeah. and that's who's the villain. I think we're far enough now that I think we're far enough can have some diversity in who our villains are. You know, I agree. They don't have to be the stereotype of blondes with blue eyes and pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice latte. latte. That's just a white girl. Yeah, I mean, that's it's just a really soccer. That's a that's a white girl who plays sports, which I think it'd be more. How about if Max had married Allison? How much of a twist do you think it would be if Allison's daughter or Allison's son or something was making fun of? Maybe Allison decided not to tell her son or daughter about the experience because her parents would think she was crazy. She's popular. She's well known. She's pretty. She doesn't want this to be ruined. Um. And how much of a twist would it be if they actually grow, grew apart because of it after a time? We've seen that happen. After it, it seems like everything's fine, but then everything starts growing apart. And so, of course, Max would tell Poppy about it, but when he eventually married, but Allison might not. And so, Allison's son or daughter ends up making fun of Poppy for it. And then they later find out, no, your mom was involved. I think that would be a much more interesting plot than villain's daughter from the first movie, is now villain. And she is... Yeah, I feel like that that's just the stereotype of things. 
And I feel like that that needs to be... Listen, the cursed child did it better. The fact that the cursed child did it better says something. Yeah, that's, that's not good when the cursed child did it better. <laughs> then, then your 2018 Hocus Pocus sequel. I mean, I think I'm giving it too much... I think I'm, I'm giving it too much shade um, for being a Hocus Pocus 2018. The title is literally Hocus Pocus the all-new sequel. Yeah. I don't think this is a masterpiece, or supposed to be a masterpiece. I think it's supposed to be for people like us, teenagers like us, who want to see ourselves in the Hocus Pocus plot, even though I don't know why we couldn't just do that um, with the original. I, I mean, I remember... I, I don't see why I couldn't see myself as Max or or, or Allison or I Danny. So so far it's not it's not bad. It's it's good. Um really just have bad. a there few little like nitpicks. A good amount of stuff that has made me laugh. Like Travis has mainly made me laugh. I like the I like the diversity and I like the um the cute uh LGBT Overall, I don't think that it's that bad so far. I mean, there are definitely a ton of moments that make me laugh. Uh, Travis has made me laugh a lot. I like the LGBT moments. I like how there's um, that there's a good amount of diversity that isn't forced. I don't like forced diversity, and this did not really have that at all. And I like how it set up a lot of the plot points for the future. It it does feel kind of like a good. Like it's, it feels like the good beginning of a rising action. It, it does feel really good, and, and it makes me excited for what's come because I'm like, hmm, you know, I, I really want to know where this story is going because we've heard the Sanderson sisters; they've been mentioned, but I want to you know, get to them. I re- I'm waiting to get to them. Honestly, like, these main I characters really are so boring. I I liked I like I like the movie version of Hocus Pocus better than the book, uh, just right now because it didn't spend a lot of time on introducing Max and and Danny. It kind of got to the point, and then we got to the black flame candle right when like like right away, um, and because the Sanderson sisters are really where the show's at. I kind of feel, yeah. and it's not the because these kids are who you think about whenever you think of the movie Hocus Pocus. I don't think I'm not going to think about these characters. Honestly, um, I, I I find it I find them boring. I'm not I'm not not going to apologize. I find them I find these main characters kind of boring just because I know what's coming and it's going to be the Sanderson sisters and they're going to be Sanderson sisters are what make Hocus Pocus. Yeah, so a good good characters to start out. Good characters to start out, but this is I I think that for something that's for characters who are supposed to be the scared the protagonists who are being tormented by the Sanderson sisters. I'm not so interested in their little struggles uh, any more than I was interested in Max trying to get with Allison in the first one. I yeah, most the romantic subplot with Jay and the Max. romantic subplots are always the worst in a in, in a hocus pocus plot. Because who yeah, cares? I'm waiting for the Sanderson sisters to arrive, but I understand that there has to be like you need to introduce the characters. But I'm still like waiting for it, and I, I want to come back. And I don't find. I, I, I think it worked better with the original cast. I think I miss being nostalgic. 
But I honestly think that there is no child, there's no small child character like there was for Danny. These were teenagers, so Max and Allison were teenagers. They weren't, per se, the ones that the Sanderson sisters would go after immediately. They want to go after the small children, more youth. But there is no small child. They're all 17 years old. They're more or less adults by now. There's not much, like... There's there's no real stakes. Like no one has to protect anyone. If anything, they're all high risk. So there's no like one higher risk character that they all have to protect that might get kidnapped. They're all just equal risk. So you don't really feel like oh no, the the small child might um, get kidnapped, and they're all go- and these guys have to rescue them. It's well, I guess you're all equally <laughs> fucked. So yeah. <laughs> That's exactly, like, how it feels. But, I mean, maybe that might be a plus, but for me, I just found it to make more sense if maybe they had a... I feel like it would have been more more sense for Max and Allison to have a a daughter, or maybe, um, or, or like, a a smaller sibling, like, like, two siblings. Or even if, like, Travis or Isabella had one, that would still be fine. Yeah, and maybe make... Or if Danny had a kid. I, I haven't seen Danny yet. We haven't seen I Danny. Seen Danny. Danny was kind of funny in the last one, even if she was a stupid kid. Yeah. And I think it might be more interesting. But yeah, I really want to see what's coming because I really want to see the Sanderson sisters and I really want to see where this is going to go because I don't know what the plot's going to be. I don't know how the Sanderson sisters are going to come back. I don't know any of this. And we have a new Sanderson sister running around in the story. So I I really just want to see where this goes. I agree. And that's the end of the first episode. Thank you for listening and tune in to the next episode. Happy Halloween, my witches, ghouls, and non-binary fools. And I hope that you enjoyed this first episode.